Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. I had a rat in the house, and uh, and I know, and Craig slept over one time, and the rat he had fallen asleep, and the rat had eaten my uh, beet supplements. So I take these little <laughs> pills and the and it had taken these. I'd left them on the counter. I'd forgot them. And the rat went under the it also liked ant, you know, those ant uh ant food poisons, the little round yeah. things. I came downstairs. Craig was still sleeping on the couch. And under this happened when I was there? Yeah. Under I never told you. And underneath the the ottoman, <laughs> there was the little round disc that the rat tried to get in because I guess it like that and the two supplements on top of it. And I was just like, I'm not going to tell Craig that there was a rat sneaking around his house. So is it true that you had a rat in the kitchen? Yes. Right. So as the UB song goes, I got a rat in the kitchen and I don't know what to do. So we can play seven seconds of this song, Charles. The rat in the kitchen and I'm going to do Welcome to Footy Prime. I'm James Sherman. Speaking of rats, where's Jimmy? He's not we'll here. He's not yet. What a prick. Amy's, uh, she, she told us she'd be a few minutes late, but Jimmy, I, I said, listen, I've got a hard out. Got to be done by 10. Let's start by 9.15, and, and Jimmy couldn't make the effort. Says, is that what the missus says to you on every every second Sunday night? I've got a hard out. I've got a hard out. Charms, you've got six minutes. It's really hard out. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> You get the idea. It's a pretty private podcast. Wong is here and JC and Craig and me, Jimmy at some point. Um, 
we'll get to uh, i think the whole canada stuff with amy right she's yeah. dying she's like she's <laughs> the the dark web has been alive it's been she's lightened up the dark web with her opinions on all things canadian soccer labor issues how exciting is that by the way we'll get to footy picks too i guess and anything from the ml set this week too won't it yeah, there was a really good question from Edward Hansing Wong, and uh, I'm not just choosing it because he has the same last name as yeah, me. you are. Okay, I am. Uh, racialist. <laughs> and uh, But just about the... Basically about the development within Canada and how it will affect uh, MLS and that approach, but I'll read it out later on in the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Wow, what an exciting show we have. Yeah. MLS, MLS... CBAs, Canada Sucker CBAs. Man, this is what it's all... You know, when we started this podcast, Craig, Wonga, JC, what, three years ago now, thereabouts? Yep. Um, this yeah. is what I hope it, it would evolve into. Talking about <laughs> fucking money in football and and labor strife. You know, and here we are, Craig, all these, these years later, and, and we finally, we've hit it. It's so exciting, isn't it? It is amazing, isn't it? We've got so many really positive things to talk about, really. And it, <laughs> what's happened to the men, the women, the gold medal. And here we are in an absolute spiral, really. Um, hopefully, we could turn this around. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, the, I would, the association could turn it around. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I would rather talk about this than talk about, like, tactics. Like, like, you know, nerdy tactics and, and analytics and football. I saw someone on Twitter this morning put it out there. They were all, all these, these terms in football nowadays, transition, the press, all these terms they use nowadays. He just broke it down to what they actually used to be called. Like, you know, giving the ball away, closing the space. <laughs> and it's just got new things now. Full, you know, pressure, you know, and yeah, the the deep yeah. block was when we sat back. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, let's sit back today. Yeah, yeah, it goes too far, doesn't it? Yeah, it was Dean Saunders actually. Dean Saunders, the Welsh mm-hmm. legend, Welsh and, yeah. and Liverpool legend, I should add. Yeah, Aston Villa played in Turkey. He, Did he, he get his hair done in Turkey? You know what? He's got a good head of hair anyway. Oh, okay. He doesn't need to go to Turkey. I think what but, we, you know, uh, Claudio was talking about doing a GoFundMe for you to be president of the CSA. I think we should do a GoFundMe for you to get you to Turkey, to get your hair did. I think <laughs> the Craig suits like short, short hair though. He does, but I mean, maybe he suits, we suits long hair too. I'm, but... I'm talking like a full afro. Thanks. Like we oh, use like like you no know, like uh, 1987 Craig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I take that. Would yeah. you? Yeah, he had a great flow, Wonga. Even I if know, I it was almost rock star flow. It was like a, it was like Bon Jovi light. And I was sure he permed it, but he's told me numerous times since he never permed it. But it's just yeah, natural you know, curls and waves. I had very curly hair, yeah. You did do <laughs> tips though, right? You were frosted oh, yeah, tips. It. Oh yeah, full frosted. Sharms, did you ever do frosted tips? No, no. I had long hair, but I never did anything with the hair as far as highlights or coloring. JC you know wants I, to I, jump in. JC wants to jump in about frosted no. tips. Well, speaking of uh, frosted tips and hair, ladies and gentlemen, Man Bun Extreme, Amy Walsh. Hey now, <laughs> hello, Amy. Man Bun, really? <laughs> it's a bit of it's a little cinnamon bun. Oh, would you guys stop it with the, the ginger <laughs> shite? 
Nobody said ginger. It said cinnamon. <laughs> so Amy's shown up. Hey, Amy. Uh, Jimmy hasn't shown Hi. up yet. We knew you. We knew that you'd be a little bit late. You had other radio obligations. Was that TSN Radio? What was it? Yep, six ninety. So that was what trade deadline coverage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just hockey talk. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. Um, we, we waited to get to the whole labor strife nonsense until you got on. Um, Thank you for that. But we were. At, in the middle of a very important conversation about uh, hair, frosted tips, <laughs> not frosted tits like Jimmy, but frosted tips. Uh, see, JC's got a great head of hair, man. He, how, how, what's the I longest it's been, JC? Tips. Are, are they frosted or are they, are yeah. it's not natural highlights? No, well, I mean, if they are, Ooh. that's a bit odd. But no, I have frosted tips. That's a thing. It's still a thing, or does Mel, For me it is. your I wife, get a frosted tip you? No, my hair game ended at around Not 16, you, and I just left it the same. Just mm. kept frosting it. So JC goes with like the short on the sides and back, like like shaved, and then just a big flow on top. Yes, which I like a lot. It works for you. It works for you really it's well. It's a bit flock of seagulls. Well, it can be. You know, I like to have options. What's well, longest? Flock of sparrows. Long, uh, you, you, did you have long hair? You had long hair, didn't you? Once upon a yeah, time. Yeah, but mine mine went all mine goes curly, right? So. I need, I mean, you guys remember during the pandemic, I had an, I could, if I fluffed it up, it could be like full Afro. Okay. I call so it the China Fro. What what part of your um, heritage is the curls from? My mother's side, the kind of European, uh, Spanish, okay. Portuguese side, yeah. All yeah, right, the Mediterranean side. Yeah, Mediterraneans. Curls. Well, we found out we're more Italian than we are Portuguese and Spanish. So. That explains, explains all the gesticulation. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that and wh why I always want to set up scaffolding whenever I walk into a room. <laughs> <laughs> That's racialist. Yeah, absolutely. Or xenophobic, one of the two. Um, Amy, so the, the players demanded change, right? They demanded change. And that included governance reform. And, and now they, they see Nick Bontis get forced out. And then, what, three days later an interim deal is signed to kind of bridge the gap between the CBA and what was there before this, this dark, dense void of nothingness. Mm -hmm. um, is it That's usually Saturday, Saturday, isn't it, Charms? What's that? <laughs> dark, dense void of nothingness. That's usually your Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is actually. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for, for that. Is it a first step though? Are we, is, is this good? I mean, does this show that, that, under Charmaine Crooks, there's, there's going to be movement at least, or is it just this is going to happen regardless of whether Nick Bontis was in, in, in the role or not? No, I think that's a good point to make. The, the first thing I'll say is, is on the positive side, I think with Bontis out, that, you know, you think about his behavior when the men boycotted that Panama game and he talking about, you know, the demands, the financial demands the players were making was, was untenable and he was really unhinged. Um, so that type of energy, which is again energy that I've I've been in the room with other guys, not named not named Nick Bontis, who had a similar kind of aura about them. So I think with that gone, I think this deal gets done. I think the the interim deal gets done because Bontis is is no longer there. Suddenly, Arum's um, changed the energy, hasn't it? Just this second, um, you know, <laughs> it was going nice, it was calm, and then this, this, this kind of this, this negative energy just took over. And it's, Jimmy's here. Hey, Jimmy, are we on at nine nine fifteen? Yeah, nine thirty. I thought we said nine thirty. No, no, we said nine fifteen. 
several when? times, I think, actually. Uh, what, when, when was the first text that said that? And the first one was yesterday around about 6 p.m. You got to go and back up the thread. I'm going up now. And I saw 9.30. I, I feel that's where I throw a wrench in the works. Like I'm, I'm on the WhatsApp, I think, way more than all of you guys. And I, I think I screw things up if there's important messaging. It gets lost because of stupid comments and things. No, 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 no. It happened we, a lot. Before you're just you catching up, Amy. You're catching up for three years. This is, you know, this our is dark true. web is therapeutic. You're just catching up. Good morning, everyone. It was it was definitely the same way before you arrived, Amy. Don't worry. Okay, good. But you are the new kid. But can I can I add to my initial point there? Mm. So I think that's the positive. So I think this interim deal gets done because Bontis leaves. So thank you, Nick Bontis. But I think you also have to mention that, you know, um, and again on on the uh, pod on Wednesday, you were talking about that phenomenon, and it's from our friend AC Lang. She posted that who runs the womensoccer.ca handle on Twitter. It's a great follow. And she was talking about how women are likelier than men to achieve leadership roles during periods of crisis or downturn, where the risk of failure is highest. So that's what Charmaine Crooks, as the first not only person of color to head the head, head in a soccer, but also the first woman, that's what she enters into. But that aside, she's been complicit to everything that's gone on at Canada Soccer and all the issues that the players um, are contending with right now and trying to navigate either as a board member or as vice president. Um, and then we can't push Craig Forrest into uh, the presidency or, or God help us, Jimmy Brennan, because you have to, in the bylaws. Okay, no. I've only been yeah, here two minutes to, already. I haven't even spoke yet. You have to yet. serve a, a full term on the board in order to be nominated as president, which I, I didn't know. I wasn't familiar with. So you get that out there, Amy. What was that last? What was that oh. about? Yeah. So no, the, the the very last part that I just missed it. The, uh, the I said I just said I wasn't familiar with the fact that in order to serve as president or to be nominated, be eligible for president, you have to serve a full term on the board. Oh, really? And what's a term, Amy? Um, that is something that I I didn't know immediately either. I need to to understand what that is. Is that a is that a year? Is that two years? But you need to have so this anyone previous experience. Anyone uh, reading the bylaws of the CSA, if you want to tell us w what that term is, that'd be great for us. To well, it's understand. usually four years, well, right? Is it four years? I, yeah. I think that's longer than than a regular term. I thought it, I, I don't know. Yeah, but it, it depends. Oh, some some non-for-profits are every two years, they, they have that's, turnover. Right. Okay. Now, now, there's no reason why you can't change that, right? I suppose. But what you're saying right now is that out of the, the next president of Canada soccer um, and the elections are in May, I believe, will come from the current board. Yeah, right? and I think it's likely that Crooks will fill the what's remaining of Bontis' term. Yeah, two, two years or whatever, right? So Charmaine Crooks is on the board, obviously. Kelly Brown, Cherise Backus, Paul Claude Berube, Dale T. Briggs, Brian Burden, Charlie Cazetto, Stephanie Giersitz, uh, Karen McNeil, Paul Martin, Bob Richardson, Don Story, Brittany, Timco, Baxter. Um, they are the current sitting members on the board. Why don't they break that rule? Yeah, well, precisely. Like, who makes this rule? And well, it's in the Constitution. <laughs> but they so can change, you, you can you change can, them. They call it then break it. But you, you can, you can, but it's got to be voted <laughs> to change the Constitution. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a word four, there. Four scores in seven years Amendment? ago. Amendment? 
It's an amendment, yes, but no, you, I mean these things are all addendum. Addendum. Addendum is different than an amendment. Yeah. What's the difference? Addendum is uh, something added to uh, a, you know, if a rundown or something. Hey, here's an addendum to that. Okay. Uh, or, yeah, but an amendment is actually a change into either uh, something that's been agreed upon. I'm just making this up, but that's my understanding. <laughs> now, now I, I'm not saying though that there's there's not a you know a good nominee candidate on that board. Maybe it's Sean. I'm not saying that just for the record. Um, but we discussed it in the last show, Amy. Um, I kind of feel that that to really move forward here, and given the the bad blood between the players and Canada soccer, and mm-hmm. all we've discussed, you kind of need a fresh face with fresh ideas, someone not currently connected with Canada soccer in, in that regard. What, do you agree with that? I mean, even if, if it's possible right now, clearly it's not possible, but is, is that the, well, the solution here? You've got to find someone that's comes in bright and breezy who hasn't got, isn't mired with the reputation of the past 30, 40 years. Yeah, I think, I, I think you do. Um, I think you needed new leadership, but that's just uh, an important first step. I think there has to be a lot more that, that follows, but they're, they've tied their, their, or their hands are tied really of how you, how you move on and you, you inject that fresh blood because you have to put in somebody who, who's already on the board. So maybe, you know, when the players go before the heritage committee on, on March 9th, and then I think the brass on March 20th, maybe, you know, changes is, or happens as a result of that when they, they look at the books and they see the, the way that uh, Canada soccer has been governed. And they say, well, we need sweeping change here. And that includes removal of the board. And if you remove the board, and, and again, I have, I have no idea how this works, but you saw the power that the provincial associations wield. I think that was sort of the, the last step that, that, that pushes Bontis to resign. Um, could they not, in the interim, fill in, play that kind of role? Um, as a board or send a representative uh, until such time where you can get new people in to run. But I think you absolutely in uh, as, as president, as vice president, uh, general secretary, I think you, you need new people, new voices, new blood at the helm of Canada soccer. You know, Amy, I'll ask you this. I've played devil's advocate a little bit. We say complicit and it appears as though Charmaine would be complicit, but we don't know that for certain. Like we would be, the board is very quiet. Do they, I mean, we know it's happened and the president obviously makes the, the final decisions, I guess, but maybe there is some push behind there to try to get certain things done. But being in her position as a board, and she is quite quiet, I think she steps back from, uh, she's not a, a vocal board member in anything because she's board members of a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe we should give her a chance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I. Right. But but I but I will add um, yes, give her a chance. And and you're right that we don't know what's going on behind closed doors at these meetings. Um, even though I think publicly we can we have access to those minutes or we we should. Mm. Um, but it, it, in in anything in life, whether it's on a school grounds and there's a bully, um, or how that plays out in in business, um, or at the corporate level or at the sporting level, you can also be complicit in your silence. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just sort of playing that other side a little no, bit. No, I know. And, and also that, you know, um, communication has been one of the biggest things that is lacking with this association and how they've dealt with things publicly. Um, and somebody who can deal with that really, really well, I think, can maneuver their way out of this position. 
for no money. That's a problem, though, right? Yeah, oh God. Yeah. Did we get yeah, to the I bottom think... of that? Sorry, Jimmy. As a national sports organization, are, can you have somebody in, as, a, as a paid president or in, in a paid position or because it's, it's a nonprofit that it has to be a volunteer position? Do we know the answer to that? Sorry to cut you off, Jimmy. Yeah, we don't. But I, I, I think that there, there certainly is a case for, you know, there's lots of nonprofit organizations that people make a lot of money from. Yeah, but guys, I, th- I think what you got to remember, I mean, you're, you're talking about a president of a non-for-profit organization who effectively can't make decisions really on his own. Everything's got to get passed and voted on. The individual that's the operational leaders, your general secretary is the one that deals with the day-to-day operations, and that's the one that gets paid. He's the one that's putting everything together. Whoever's playing that role in a not-for-profit organization, and that's Earl Cochran. So, I mean, I know know we're talking about a lot of emphasis on the president, but at the end of the day, the president, he's not the one. He can't just make a decision. Has to get passed. His job is almost to keep things flowing smoothly between the various parties, right? The, well, that's, he's the James Sher- he's the James Sherman of Canada. Well, they, well, then, the general secretary <laughs> overlooks overlooks everything. He's the one that organizes. Uh, he's the one that has the relationship with with the teams, the players, and the and if anything needs to get get done within the organization, he's the one that organizes the staff, the volunteers, and puts things in place. And then but obviously the board, he's the one that takes should be taking the minutes and, and looking after everything at board meetings. We're going to find out. Is it March 9th, I think, is uh, the, the hearings begin. And mm-hmm. reportedly they will be asking for the books to be open, not just on Canada Soccer, but the CSB as well. So one way or the other, we're going to get some answers, it seems, in the next little while. Um, yeah, when, I don't know. We can go keep talking in circles here, right, I suppose. But what would you guys think of, um, and I mentioned it, I think, on, on, on the dark web, but if they were to put in a players committee, so you already have the players' voices on the board that are mandated, but if you had, I think there's a reluctance from ex-players, myself included, to, to jump into this, this moving dumpster fire that is Canada soccer, um, like I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot, 10-foot pole, but, but again, you know, there's you need to force yourself to to deal with it because you want change, right? And if you want change, then maybe you have to be involved and there has to be that first step from from a player's perspective or from alumni. So if there was a, a committee and and Jimmy and Craig, you guys were talking about your WhatsApp group with, with former players and how it spans different generations, but it's these same inherent problems. It's the same thing on the, on the women's side. So if there was that a player's committee that had a vote on the board, or there was something there where where there was, they had a say that there was a certain amount of power wielded by these ex-players and, uh, you know, that you could sort of keep in check, but then you, that increases the, the, the voice um, or, or the, the, the voting power or whatever it is um, relative to these big decisions that either the general secretary is making on the day-to-day or the president and the vice president, then I think that would go a long way towards recruiting player involvement but then also possibly being involved in, in these decisions down the line. I, I agree as far as certain issues, right? But let me play devil's advocate. What, what makes a player, an ex-player, qualified to discuss budgets and, and the finances and the commercial direction of, of an organization, right? I'm not saying it's impossible. Of course, it's, it's possible. You know, They're regular human beings with educations. But this whole thing, all the players get together and they'll lead it in the right direction. I, I think you need more than that, right? 
It's got well, to be an element, we, sure. At the same time, we've had business leaders that fuck things up. No, they come from a business background <laughs> and true. fuck things up. So right. what are we getting yeah. at? <laughs> But you look at south of the border, and again, I think it's always a tricky comparison, but you look at the involvement with ex-players down there who didn't necessarily ascend to the presidency, but, but just their um, potential uh, as uh, a president brought different issues to the table that otherwise wouldn't have been discussed. So I think it shakes things up. And it doesn't mean that you're giving the power to these players to make decisions on budgets and, and things of that nature that they perhaps don't have any experience with. But, but it brings different issues to the table that otherwise wouldn't be discussed. I think, I think with, the, with the voices of ex-professionals or ex-players, it, they bring uh, attention to detail on the football side of the needs, what the teams need, what the players need, what the staff need. Because, again, I mean, going from people that maybe come from the business side that have no idea about the game, they don't have an understanding of what it takes day-to-day to run, run a, a training camp or get prepared for a World Cup or Olympic qualifying or national team programs. They don't have a clue. Now, they can put a budget together. Okay, sure, fair enough, right? Spreadsheets, no problem. But you need the football people to, under, to, to help educate them as well and give them some insight of what's needed. That would be the role of the football people and the alumni coming in to help. We have people on both sides that uh, have that experience and former retired players, very educated on uh, the men and women's side that, you know, it's not like it would be a random person. Everybody's going to support the right person. I've seen a lot of people nominated on that alumni site, but nobody's actually said, I want to do it. You know, (laughs) not a person has said, I'm actually interested in the job, but everybody's nominating some pretty pretty cool people that I think, yeah, they would, they would be very good at, at that or be very good on the board. So, yeah, but the bottom line, I think still goes back to the money issue and we, to, to run uh, our teams as professionally as they possibly can is very, very difficult. If we're going to spread the money out and give 80% of the prize money to the players and then try to expect that our players at the under 17, under 23, under 20 levels can prepare properly for tournaments. I just, just don't think it's there. Yeah, that's. I mean, think that I, th- I agree with you, Craig. I think that's one thing that's kind of bothering me a little bit is that yes, I understand everybody wants the, a piece of the a piece of the pie, um, but ev- all of us that played in that national team have come through the system, have played for the U17s, the U20s, the Olympic team, and eventually gone into the into the full team. But we forget that <laughs> we have to fund and look after those programs. Because if you take all the money now and we don't have that money to fund that next generation that's coming through, you're in trouble. Because right now they're they're underfunded. The men well, and, the, and the experience, Jimmy, as well of tournament football. You know, you look at the teams yeah. that take international or youth tournaments very very seriously, like the Brazil, Argentina, for instance. They do very well, obviously, at international level, and they they take those steps. You know, Messi's won the under twenty World Cup. Aguero yeah. won the under twenty World Cup here in Toronto in two thousand seven, um, and just the same for women. It's just for development and for that tournament experience. So you don't get the situation where, you know, even the guys at the you know the World Cup they talked about you know just certain things surprised them. Um, I mean, obviously, the magnitude is is much bigger than a U twenty tournament World Cup, but still, it's that that stepping stone. So it's very, very important for the development for if we're going to compete, I think. So I think it's really important. And I think when these numbers are, you know, divulged to in this hearing, it's going to be really interesting because 
The bottom line is, as we discussed before, there isn't much money in Canadian soccer. There just isn't, right? Now, maybe it can be, yeah. you know, figured out in a better way. CSB is really interesting. Um, but if the players are demanding 80%, 80% of that small little amount of money coming in, right, then there isn't much else to go around. As simple as that, right? Of course you want players to be paid. I get it. You do. If you're Brazil or England, they've got a massive freaking pool of money so they can afford to pay the players really handsomely and also have enough left over to finance the grassroots and the age grades. But maybe for Canada, 80% I think is Brazil untenable. is 50%. Is it 50%? Yeah. 25% is it pay equity? But it's not pay equity, is it, down in Brazil yet? I don't think. No, no. I don't think so. No. There aren't many. So pay equity, I mean, that's in pay equity. That's going to happen everywhere, right? That's, that's done. They've admitted that. So if there's pay equity, that's fine. But then maybe each asking for 40% is unrealistic in Canada, perhaps. And, and when we get these numbers, we're going to find that out. Do, it do you think- be, sorry, it might be unrealistic for what's happening currently, but this money from the men's qualification to the World Cup is, is, is essentially new money. How are they running these programs prior? It may have yeah. been on a shoestring budget, but they were able to do it. No, but there's really interesting. They're, they're underfunded. They, yeah. we, we don't prepare the way that we should be preparing when, when our youth go into, into tournaments. They don't. No. And it's but, shocking. But, uh, it's terrible. They need to be looked after. A lot of that money, though, from the World Cup, though, was we're hearing more and more was private money. It wasn't from the, the, the pool of money, right? That was John Herbin, whoever it was, knocking on doors. Well, that's different, Sharm. You're talking. We're talking about. I think Amy's talking about prize money, ten million bucks. Right, right. Yeah, but beyond that, I mean, how how do the men though get the the staffing? How do they get the the resources in their World Cup year? And why can't the women get the same? It didn't. I, I don't think it all came from the big kitty of Canada soccer and what they've earned. Right. No, there, there's no. private handouts, mm-hmm. and and again, that's fine. So why can't the women get the same private handouts, right? But that's got to be discussed. But that's not even a Canada soccer issue at that point, is it? It's beyond Canada soccer. That's the private, that's private business in Canada. Well, exactly. And say, say one private person decides on to be creative because if I think if they gave the money up, there might be a percentage of that would have to go to CSB. Technically, it's money coming in um, yeah. to be creative and say – the physiotherapists, the all that staff on the side that, you know, Greg Bay and whatever, blah, 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 mm-hmm. they could pay them directly. You know what I mean? Like as a, as a deal with them to be part of the, the medical staff. How do you get, you know, <laughs> how do you possibly split that up? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. No, I, I, don't have, I don't have the answers, but I just wanted to say before we move on that, you know, Jimmy, you talking about the youth programs and how severely underfunded they've been for years, not just currently. Um, but the current situation, not having money, the women four, four months out of their World Cup, the impact will always be felt greater for the young women and for the women's program. That's why the pay equity and the, the equal pay for equal work and that deal or that historic or potentially historic CBA is so important for the women's game because the infrastructure, the pathways don't exist for young women or for women, period, the way that they do for men. So the impact will always be felt. Um, um, it would be a greater impact in a negative sense on these women. So that's why it's so important these federations create uh, an equitable structure so that these women are are supported in terms of the the funding that's allocated the, to them, to the resources, to the staffing, everything that goes along with with real equity, not just equality. 
So it, it's so important that that is done right. And you look around the world and what's happening with France, what's happening with Spain, um, and it, all, all of these programs that you think like these are, are, are real reputable programs, but it's, it's, it's a time of reckoning really for national federations. Um, and also in Haiti, how like this guy who sexually abused players is just reinstated himself as president. And, and it's just like, okay, yeah, let's just go. And actually, actually said, I'm back. Yeah. The same week that the French head finally quit, finally quit, and then landed a gig with FIFA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, but, but the thing with that charms is now the coach who the players aren't too happy with, there's nobody yeah. to fire her if they <laughs> right yeah because there's no person that in that role just yet and yeah. that, that that I forget his name now but he's 81 years old Noel de Grat de Grat I think yeah he's 81 right and, and now he's got a, an important role with FIFA I I'm not saying old people can't make good decisions and be really important parts <laughs> of associate I'm not saying that but FIFA. Uh, uh, you know. Now this is an actual like talking about a, a lack of pathways for young women in in sport and in and in professional soccer. This failing upwards is actually a pathway for old white dudes into success. Fail at the federation level. Hey, we've got a spot for you in FIFA. We've got I'm, a spot I'm, for you in Concacaf. I'm banking on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah you have failed up hey, I, I, don't, I, don't prime, know, I don't know if it's just old white guys because there's a lot of older, old white guys old guys as well in the caribbean that are falling <laughs> upwards as well an awful lot of them and a lot of mm-hmm. white guys as well so it's a it's a mixture of everybody this old yeah. guys suck it's the, though, old, old, the old leaders what's that i said there's one constant there it's male it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but to be fair to Victor Montaliani, I mean, Concacaf's in really good shape. I can see why he's uncontested in the in the presidency. Money wise, continues to pull strings. Money wise, well, here. he's there yeah. to do that, right? And yeah. and create more games in the, with the Nations League and creating the Gold Cup for the women as well and the Nations League and these different things. They all has to be you know passed and brought on by him. So, but yeah. there is this real, and you guys have summed up so much really really well but there's always this level of omission and i'll go back to our bontis interview where not once did he mention this i have no idea what this position you know the the position for Concacaf. he didn't bring that up he was already on on like hey this this he had been nominated never brought it up so i there's this level of omission that happens with all of these spaces where the complicity, the silence, and I have no idea how involved board of directors are in the CSA, but there needs to be new voices. Once again, you guys have said it, and the players have to be valued right from the beginning. And it's not just about what they add to it, because obviously different takes, but it's just having your ear to the room and knowing what people are talking about, because then at least there's a level of trust a level uh, that you can move down the road with. And, you know, just on a pure, you know, you talked about the energy that uh, Dr. Nick Bontis had. His energy was so frenetic. I don't know how anyone sitting across from him would have thought anything, but I'm feeling like, what are you waiting for? Well, you know, there's something up your sleeve. 
That's how it always felt with with that with that gentleman, you know, and not I don't know if he's that person, but that's how it felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I keep going back to it, but, you know, we, we you keep talking about a president, but in business or organizations, I mean, Craig, how many times did you actually see a president of your football club come into your dressing room and talk to you on a day to day? Very rarely. You'd see a GM, the head coaches, the sporting directors. Those are the ones that you have the interaction with. And those individuals are the ones that go to the board. They're the in-between. And they're the ones that have to have the communication, the relationship. Not your president. Yep. And he's a figurehead, right? That, that a role figurehead. is a figurehead. And that's why... A, vol- a volunteer it- figurehead. It's the other individuals that are getting paid that are underneath are the ones that have the communication. They're the ones that put everything in place. It's a good point. And, and I think the players needed blood, right? They needed a full guy. Yeah. He was a full guy. And maybe he was completely complicit for all that's wrong. I don't know. Right. But the fact of the matter is, it wasn't just Nick Bontis, right? There was no. the board who had to, he had to answer to and who made decisions as well. And there's Earl Cochran and there's all these other people in the professional side of Canada soccer as well involved. So I, I don't know what changed really comes to firing the president like you said jimmy because how much power does he really actually have he's just a face he's an easy target right of course we're gonna find out i suppose right but i mean the timing is 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 good in that next week is the hearings that should in some regard force change um if change does suddenly happen then then people say oh well it's because nick bonters are gone well i think it's more to do with the fact that the government is now demanding answers yeah and if anything is anything is being hidden the board can't protect themselves. So, yeah. But for me, it's the, it's the individuals that are getting paid that are involved in the day-to-day operations. Yeah. Who would those people be then other than Earl Cochran? Well, that's who we have to find out because I have no idea. I don't know who's under him. I don't know who's a staff. I don't know who's playing, working with operational roles. I, I don't know. Well, Peter Montop uh, left and went to FIFA, right, as the organizer mm-hmm. for the World yeah. Cup 26. Sandra Gage is gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. They just hired, uh, I'll forget his name now, uh, from Quebec. Chief Amy. commercial officer? Uh, no. Um, God, I'm just blanking on his name. Yeah, Mathieu Chamberlain. Right. Literally literally was hired. And then the next day, I think the, the women went on the strike. <laughs> you wonder if he's questioning his <laughs> yeah, role now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find the list of, uh, bear with me, I'm just trying to find the list of staff here so with the latest developments amy is this a position where the the women's team you feel that are sort of feel as though things are moving on now or is this something positive for well i think it's what i said at, at right off the top here when i joined you guys um late but i still made it before jimmy um but um <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> where i think it is a step in the right direction and i and i Worked. I didn't work so hard, but I I tried so hard to ignore the the language used by Earl Cochran, where he's like, it's about respect and it's about dignity. And you know what, Earl? Like, if it was about respect and dignity, we wouldn't be paying the women in March 2023 for all of their work done for 2022. And I know they perhaps waived that right in order, you know, to hopefully shepherd along the the greater CBA the joint one, but it's certainly not been about respect or dignity. It's been about a deep state of mistrust. 
you know, between the players and a broken organization. So, I mean, there's so much that, that needs to change. And is it somebody else assuming that, that role, whether it's a figurehead, um, yeah. you know, as you guys were talking about, where Bontis is kind of the, the one push. And then I think for him, he wanted to be that face and was desperate to be yeah. that face. So you get somebody who maybe isn't that personality and that goes a long way to maybe bridging that gap or yeah. re- repairing the, those, uh, those, those wounds. But, uh, but I think there, I mean, there's really, it has to be sweeping change. Yeah. And I think when you, when you look at it and you said their respect, respect is earned. Respect is earned. It's not just given to you and it's got a, it's a two way street as well. Just looking at the, uh, the staff directory at Canada soccer. So obviously Earl Cochran, general secretary, you got Brea Carr Harris, head of women's professional soccer. Um, forget the admin here. Um, CFO is uh, Sean Hefferman. Um, what else we got here? Director of marketing is, is Don Martin. We know Don. Richard Scott, Director of Communications. Larry Yeti. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. You can't change it. You can't change everyone, right? It's like, no. is it easier to fire the team or fire the coach, right? It's one of those things. But uh, I think that the, the hearings next week will be very interesting, very important. And then uh, mm-hmm. change will be affected one way or the other. And we'll be doing this all over again. In, in the next uh, week or two or three or four or a year or 10 years from now, um, as we all fail upwards. Before we move on, I, I got one more thing just about that. When you talk about communications, I remember. Of course he does. <laughs> hey, you, you know, you know, this is going to be serious because the fingers come up. <laughs> Was there a point? Oh, there's a point. Come up. <laughs> His massive wingspan. They're well off screen too. <laughs> Old man shaking hand at clouds. Let him let him point and talk because I'm going to leave soon. <laughs> it's so difficult to get any exposure generally in the media. And when we were in there, we we tried to do our best. I know Sharms and you were there. And before you were at Sportsnet, we had all these women's games on. We traveled all over the place. We're trying to push them um, and cover them properly. And we're at the game. And there was one game at BMO and it was against the United States. And the United States have this media pack that's an inch and a half thick and it's just got awesome. everything everything yeah. about the players and the personal the interest stories they know i know the dogs names of these <laughs> players and canada's got this little thing like this that was put out i don't know eight months before they played i don't know how many games since so the caps and the appearances are all mm-hmm. off it was a paper you napkin know? so yeah <laughs> was well, i remember taking that to the csa and going like this is this is how it's done you wonder why they're like a professional outfit down there. And it's not that difficult. You just, you got to spoon feed the media. Give you them, do. A, you do give them a free lunch and spoon feed them and they'll do whatever you want. Yep. But you got to do it properly. I mean, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it All right, good, good. excellent um okay so uh i've got to jump off real quickly but um we should get to uh some football talk as well right some uh some footy picks uh cue cue danny dickie yes, dj mellow d it's for d picks it's for d picks it's for d See, I like that. I like that. Dubs likes it. It likes that song. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've got some big games in the Prem this weekend. Big games: uh, City, Newcastle, Liverpool, Manchester United. Doesn't feel quite as big as it has in the past, but it's still pretty damn big. 
Um, anyone got some 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 little uh, wages you'd like to put but out before, there? Sorry, just before we do this, I, I just added it into our private chat, footybets.ca. If you sign up with North Star Bets, this is a bit of a commercial, you're getting plus 500 to take Man United against Liverpool. Just No, you you're not. Plus 500? Yep. You, you can't do that to me. That's what they're saying. I can't put money on United, but that's that's almost too good to... Especially that Anfield, with, though? when you put your $3 on. Charms, don't do it. Don't do it. I can't. I won't do it. I won't do it, Amy. You better not. Even though it makes sense on so many friggin' levels right now. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, aside from that one, hmm. Jimmy, what, what's... Uh, Jimmy, you're so good at this. Chelsea at home to Leeds. There's an interesting one. Oh, my God. That's a train wreck, isn't it? Oh, I might have to watch that one just because it's going to be a train wreck. Chelsea, big favorites, though. Minus 159. Of course they are, but man, oh, man. They have been terrible. Terrible. That might be a bet there, taking Leeds. Yeah. Chelsea hasn't lost to Leeds since 1999 when they're at home and when they're at Stamford Bridge. Oof. Wow. Just so you know, just going back so to that. So we're due that. then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the flip side. Yeah, but mind you, mind you, Leeds have only been in the Premier League again now for, what, a couple of years. So yeah. they've uh, they had a spell there where they weren't competing with one another, but it's been a while, that's for sure. Yeah. So just to go back to that plus 500, I can't get it out of my head. Um, <laughs> what, what kind of deal that is? The, the current odds on, on United and North Star are plus 180. So... Sign up to North Star now, and you get plus five hundred. I might get my my wife to sign up to North Star. I think she can bet it. It the, doesn't affect me, right? I, I can still live and look at myself in the mirror. No, you can't. To me, as the uninitiated <laughs> in terms of betting, like what, like plus five hundred, like what does that mean if I make a a five dollar bet? Five to one, twenty five dollars back. Twenty five bucks, right? Okay, there. thank you. Boom. Yes. Five to one. Okay. Five times. That would be a nice curry time. I was, I was told there would be no math. Right. You, you're hey. going to get the two-for-one deal, uh, the special at uh, Saint-Hubert. You know, the twenty-two ninety-nine coupon. Amy, just I, I do it all the time still. Just um, Google betting calculator, and, mm. and it'll all do it for you. You don't have to do any thinking at all yourself, which is I, what I rely on. Can Which I get are... one of those old calculator watches, but it's like a betting oh, calculator? Cool, yeah. I love those. <laughs> Casio. <laughs> Casio. It's Arsenal pen. 25 to 1. Arsenal? <laughs> Arsenal are paying against Bournemouth. Um, so, yeah, no, there's no value there. I mean, well, Bournemouth's plus 1,300. Yeah. Jimmy looks now, like he like has something to say, though, too, because he's, he's doing his spreadsheet over there. Yeah, no, I'm just looking. I'm just thinking what a barn burner this Chelsea Leeds game is going to be because both teams can't fucking score. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Chelsea needs Sam Kerr. Yeah. Wow. Take the, take the Huge over. fans at the women's game on Woody Brunt. <laughs> I know <laughs> Sam Kerr. Who is Sam Kerr? We just didn't agree with you. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't bash us for not agreeing with you. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, of course you can. Again, footy picks is my segment to ruin. Hey, Sam, no. Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr has the same birthday as my mum. There you go. September the 10th. Oh, yeah, my mum wasn't born in 1993. September 13th. Amy, was your sister born on the same day, two years apart? September 13th. Oh. The 13 was right. Mm-hmm. How did you come up with that? Lucky. Where did... 
You're a creep. That's pretty creepy. That's really <laughs> creepy. No, you may not have her number, Craig. <laughs> she could do a lot worse. Oh, she is younger. I'm, than I'm you. just waiting for the same. Oh, your sister, did your, still, did your sister still live at that same address? <laughs> she still got the, the, the bedroom in the front. <laughs> the one that the light always goes off around 11. That one. <laughs> With a bush outside. <laughs> Why'd they get rid of that bush? <laughs> all, all you see there when you in, in, in and the ladder is old puma tops and uh, <laughs> Mr. Hungry. <laughs> Forrest is just outside in his keeper gloves. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's a new <laughs> Has anybody seen I'm my ladder? I'm going to come out to claim. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Stalking is not a joke, okay, Amy? No. So stop laughing. It's <laughs> not a joke. <laughs> uh, he, he wouldn't even need a ladder, thankfully. He's six foot five. This is true. We're um, both way younger than Jimmy Brennan, though. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to get to? I really have to jam. I, I said a hard hard out. Yeah, yeah and, you're and five minutes late. That. You no, guys can think, continue. No, we're going we're gonna to close it up. But uh, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime for all your Prem Liga Serie A stuff. Um, and all the matches exclusively on Fubo TV Canada. Um, yeah, go ahead, Charms. Close it up. Um, enjoy the trade deadline. Hockey. Many of hours I spent wasting watch glued to the TV in these days, and I'm, I'm not doing it today. I'm just not doing it. It's ridiculous. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, we're back on Sunday, recapping the weekend that was. Which should be a good name for the show, actually, on Friday, on Sunday. Apologies to Edward. We ran out of time for uh, Wonger's mailbag. Oh, we'll yeah. We got to up. maybe on Sunday. Or yeah, Sunday we'll Wednesday bring that back up. There's so much yeah. to talk about. I mean, God. And I'll have to yell at you guys again when I'm listening to the pod and like out for a run or in a walk. And I'm like, look like a senile person in my neighborhood. People <laughs> are like, what is she doing? I'm like shaking my fist and shouting at you guys. <laughs> uh, Amy, I don't know if you, there's this one story where we were, uh, there was, a, we heard cars in the background. And there was ambulances and people in the car listening to it, thinking the ambulance was behind them. So <laughs> like people react to our podcast oh, no. in a lot of strange ways. Yep. <laughs> I like when All we right. set their Googles off. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Siri. Yeah. Hey, keep buying newspapers, will you? And uh, cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Have a great day, Charms. Thanks, everyone. Hi, Charms. Hi, Charms. Charms needed to go. He just fucking blows her out there, eh? Fucking hell, eh? When he, when he wants it over, it's over. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.